his computer. Today's daf is daf chafabet, and we begin from we quite a few lines down because we went over this year yesterday, and we will go from halacha dalit. It says as follows: This is shitat beit hillel. The minimum size kerem is two by two, and one yotzezana one sticking out like a tail. Now the way we've always drawn it is that tail one is in line with the two next to it. Uh, which interestingly, however, the, it seems like the uh, Reb Chaim here says that the Rambam holds that even if it's not in line, but it seems to be horiz- like um, in between, if you like. So if you're looking down from the top, it's like the four wheels of car and the tra- the um, what's it called, the bull bar at the not the bull bar, the um, the trailer bar at the back, sort of like in between the middle of the two wheels, if you like. That would also be according to the Rambam. Okay, what happens, however, if you've got shnayim keneged shayim v'chad ben taim or chad keneged shayim v'chad be'emtza? What if you have um, two against two, two next to two and one in the middle? One in the middle doesn't mean, it means like, it's almost like three row in the top and one underneath each of the ends. So almost like a bridge. And shnayim keneged shayim v'chad be'emtza is almost like the number five on a dice or die. That is, that would be that. Then we say, ain't no kerem, that's not a kerem configuration. Again, what's the difference if it's a kerem or not? If it's a kerem, you have to leave abodat, a kerem, you have to be four amot before you can plant near it. If it's not a kerem, all you have to leave is, um, is the six tfachim next to the next to the, each vine, and then you'd be able to plant there. So it says, ain't no kerem, adjustain, keneshtain, v'chayot, says an like we said. Okay, let's do the Gemara. Rebchia barba, v'shem rebchia bar Yosef. Said Eretz Kanaan Ligvuloteha. Referring to Eretz Israel, the Eretz Kanaan is Ligvuloteha according to its borders. What does that mean? He understands meaning that it's according to the practices, if you like, of the Kanaan in the people that lived there before. So Reb Chaim says, Therefore, you can explain the Inan Kerem. In other words, how we define a kerem is how karamim were defined before we came, before Kibush Aretz. However, Rab Imi says, Really? Is that how, is that the definition of kerem is learned from the knanim? No, he understands it has, it is actually halacha lemoshe misinai. Okay, fine. Next, Shmuel Amar, b'moreed, here, next one, he says, b'moreed, b'moreed, Luchson. In other words, if you have what you do is the one that's sticking out, you draw a diagonal, diagonal line between that and the one below it. So as you can see on the diagram on the right. And then that's how you measure the distance one has to leave, the Dalad, Dalad Amot. However, uh, however um, let's continue. Reb Yossi Bar Zmina, B'Shem Reb Yochanan, Now this is what we've seen previously, is that if you've got you look at it as if you fill in an imaginary gap with another kerem. So it's a, like a row of three by three, and you measure Daladamot from that point. So it's not, you don't draw a dangle line and sort of have a tight your distancing. You actually, you actually place, if you like, an imaginary extra vine in that empty space in the corner, and you'd measure the Daladamot from around this three by two structure. Yes? Good. Uh, let's continue. What if you had So the way it's explained according to Rab Chaim here is as follows. You've got two by two here and a chayot sezanav on either side of it. Now, we know that you're meant to, according to Rabbi Yochanan, you're meant to 
add an imaginary one in, but where do you put the imaginary one in? On the left side or the right side? Because which one of these two are the chayot says enough? So, um, uh, so we say, you actually have to view, view both. Because you cannot identify if the left one or the right one, left side or the right side is your tzezanav. That's why you have to put your imaginary one on both sides. So therefore you effectively then have a keren that's four by two. Even though when you planted it, you have a, a row of four and an, underneath it a row of two and just centered in the middle, you put imaginary ones on each side of those two to fill it, make it a four by two structure. Okay, again, all the sheets, um, these kind of need the sheets to understand. To visualize it. Let's continue. Nata, what happens, however, Natasha Losh Keneget Shalosh Bachat Mufubenet? What if you have th- a row of three, a row of three, and another one just below it? What do you do now? Now it says, and the one below it is right in the middle. It says, Now, in the previous case, since you said you cannot identify which is the which is your says anav. You said, okay, you add two imaginary ones. So the question is here, we have which could be on the left-hand side or it could be on the right-hand side. The problem is if we now add two imaginary ones, then you have a structure that's three by three. And if you've structured three by three, then you've got now what's called a kerem gadol. What's the difference between a kerem katan and a kerem gadol? We discussed this two days ago, and that is whether you have what's called machola kerem. If you remember, the space that is next to the kerem between the kerem and the fence, we said normally that's a problem. You'd have to have 12 amot space. Otherwise, it's battle to the kerem. However, if we said you have a kerem katan, a small one, you, we don't hold it in by, by a machola kerem because the machola is bigger than the kerem itself. Now, the question is, with my imaginary adding various to gefanim, at the end of the day, I'm going to be adding two. I'll, I, even though I'm starting with a kerem katan or with imaginary two gefanim, it's a kerem gadol. Does it does it now make it have the status of a kerem gadol? So the Gemara says, "Law ken at amar ein zanav la kerem gadol." But one second, didn't we learn previously that you don't have the concept of a zanav for a kerem gadol? So if you remember, we learned this again a number of days ago. A zanav for kerem katan, you can see on the picture on the right hand side, means you. You have that imaginary one, like we've been explaining. You measure the Dalet Amot space you need from that imaginary point. But we said, Ein Zanav La Kerem Gadol, meaning if you've got a proper Kerem Gadol, which is three by three, and one just happens to be a lonely one on the outside, we don't square the whole Kerem off. We just measure the four from there. So if we say, Ein Zanav La Kerem Gadol, it sounds like maybe you should apply the same rule over here. So we say, no, that's different. That's Bishashu Gadol. Here, when you say that's when you've already got an existing kerem that's three by three. And you happen to have one lonely one sitting on the side. That's when we say here it's different. Here, we've still got our kerem katan. And, we're, we're, and we're, the question is, do these imaginary ones that we're adding for a kerem katan, which you can do, does that turn it into a kerem gadol? In other words, I'll read it inside. That's b'shashu gadol. The question is, does that work or not? And it's again left as a question. Okay, let's now do the next Mishnah. Uh, let's just do it inside first. Um, this is fascinating. You have a case now where you have one grow, row of vines, or single row of vines. Normally, that's again, according to Beit Hillel, 
That's not a kerem. All you have to leave is six tvachim. Your friend also in his field has a row of vines that's parallel to yours. In between your row and his row is a derechachid and a derecharabim in the public or private path. Importantly, it's less than shmona amot. Or a gedder or a fence that's lower than ten tvachim. The point is that neither of these things are mafsik for a kerem. We say, Hare that's fascinating. In other words, we say your row and your friend's row can combine to define these two rows as a kerem. The nafkumina once again now is now you'd have to leave a distance within your field from your single row of four amot and not six tvachim, which is quite a chedush. In other words, your, your row of vines and your friend's row of vines can combine to create a, a kerem. However, if, the, if there's a barrier between them, that's gavua asarat tfachim, if there's a fence in between, any mitzvahim, clearly they don't combine. Rabbi Yehuda says, however, im er san milamala, if, however, the, lead, the branches seem to sort of um, cover over and plat over uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the fence, then it's mevata the mechitza and harayla mitzvahim, they can mitzvahim. Now we ask the following question. The Gemara asks, Rabbi Achai Baye, late had a pali a Rabbi Shimon. He says, I don't understand. This Mishnah seems to be Cholik and Rabbi Shimon. Now let's, let's get over, let's just the principle of the Mishnah very clearly. The principle of the Mishnah is your row and your friend's row can combine together. The combination makes it much more machmir for yourself because without the combination, you could plant up to six tvachim close to the vines. The fact that your friend's row combines with you all means you now have to leave Dalat Amot, much greater distance. So we say, doesn't this argue with Rabbi Shimon? Because we saw previously that Rabbi Shimon says, Ain adam makdish Now, if you recall, what that was is, is one is not, one is, let's say someone gets their vines and they, and they move the branches over the wheat of their friend. According to Rabbi Shimon, you can't, even though if that was all yours, it'd be problem of kilayim, kilay kerem. Here, you cannot makdish davar Now, the assumption is, if ain adam makdish then how is it that your friend's row of vines can, can combine with your row of vines to make the area that's now Asur in your field much greater? So the Gemara answers, um, actually, he says it's different. Taman That's issue being makdish but here the two of the two vines are combining to make asur between them. Now, what does that mean? According to Reb Chaim, he says as follows. He says, he says, Machar. I'll read actually the whole thing inside. It says, Your friend's row isn't enough on its own to make your 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 uh, your, uh, your 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 grain asur. It's not the same as his vines hanging over yours. Ella, it has to be, it's in law. It's only because it combines with yours. And because it impacts his field as well, that's why it's different. That's why Rabbi Yehud would agree that since the two independently um, uh, wouldn't have an impact, only together they combine and it impacts both of them by making the distance from their vines greater. Even Rabbi Shimon would agree. Okay. Now, Rav Manas Lomarken, Rav Mana doesn't like the way that Kasha was set up. Why? I'll read. This is what Rav Chaim says. I've, I've copied it inside on the on the sheet. Um, he says the reason why it's not a proof because he said I'll read. It, I'll just read the word inside. Misham ein raaya, meaning the Kasha that was brought initially was what. Was what was that? Um, was that Rabbi Shimon says, 
So he says, Misham, this, it's no proof to Sverlei that what muta lechatchila lesachech. It's not clear from the kasha we brought when it says einan dam makdish davar sheinoshalol that he's allowed to do so lechatchila. You're allowed to start hanging your vines over your friend's field. The Efshar, it's possible that it's still also for him to do that. He still shouldn't be doing that. But if he does do that, it doesn't make the other person's field also. And that might be exactly the same as our Mishnah. Why? Because maybe the Mishnah means that maybe our Mishnah just means they combine to make it a Kerem. It's also to plant with Dalar Amot. But it might be exactly the same as Rabbi Shimon. But we didn't learn that it actually means that, therefore, if it was planted within Daladamot, the Zoraim would be Asur. In other words, what we're doing now, we're saying we can split between the Isur and whether it's Mekadasha, meaning there's an Isur in planting in that space. But the question is if you do plant in that space, does it make it actually Asur? Do you have to, is it Isur Hana? Do you have to burn it? So, therefore, what it's saying is, Rabbi, um, uh, Whereas Rav Mana doesn't like the way this kasha was constructed, because it could be that the, that when Reb, again Reb Shimon says in Adam Makdish Tavash Enoshalot means Lahachilu not allowed to do that, which is going to be Mikadashit, and that could be exactly the same as a Mishnah, so it's not even a kasha. You didn't need the Teiras. However, Rav Mana brings sets up the kasha differently. Rav Mana says Lo Amar Ken Ela Lo Ela Rather Lo Ken Amar Reb Shmuel B'Shem Reb Zira The Reb Shimon Kedate Reb Shimon's like his shita. Kamada Amrabi Shimon. Now he says it slightly differently. Um, uh, he says, Elahachi have a Lo ken. He says it's actually like a kasha, not 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 uh, not a support. But the, that's what Chaim says. In other words, Kamada Kamada Rabbi Shimon Amar Enadam Makdish Tavar Sheino Shaloh. Ken who Amar Enadam Chobesh Tavar Sheino Shaloh. Now, in other words, what we've seen here is the concept of Enadam Makdish. Being what? Being ap- being um, what's it called? Being paralleled or connected to the concept of chobesh. Now we talked about the fact if you're surrounding your field uh, with uh, with another crop, it's chobesh. Then the, planting in the middle, there are more. It's more restricted limitations because of kilaim, right? But we also said, but in adam chobesh So if your friend's field is being chobesh yours, that's meaningless according to Rabbi Shimon. That's mashma what? That means even lechat you hear? Even the Chachila, the person that's Nechbash, the other person, the other field that's inside, he can plant whatever he likes. He's not impacted by the, the friend's field around, around him. Mashmawat, that then when it says that that, that means that, that it seems to be Rebbe Shilton's Shita is even the Chachila. That's why it's a Kashana Mishnah. And that's why it ends with and that's what but he ends up giving the same answer we, as we already brought. It's just what he wasn't satisfied with, according to Reb Chaim reads the sugya, is that um, that uh, the, the, the original kasha, just bring from Enadam Makdish Tavash Enoshalot, without the parallel and connecting it to Chavisha, might just mean that Chachila, it's, you shouldn't do it, but it, sorry, so it might just be that it's not also, but Lachila still shouldn't do it. But from the second kasha, it sounds like even Lachachila, it's okay. That's why it's a kasha on a Mishnah. Um, fine. Okay. Uh, and that's why we bring the Teretz that says, no, the Teretz is, our case is different because, uh, again, it's, as we explained previously, each independently wouldn't, like his friends wouldn't also his other friends. It's only when they come together. And since the impact impacts both of them, 
that is why it is, um, that, that's why they, it does combine together. Uh, interesting, what's interesting here, the Marafulda sort of comes up with a conclusion when he says the answer is, is that when it says, he, he actually, I'll show you, it says, The Reb Marafulda explains the answer is that, is it almost like the way Reb Chaim explained the difficulty we have with the Kasha before? In other words, yes, what's our Mishnah mean when the two rows can combine to find it's a Kerem? It just means that you're not allowed to plant it in that space. But if someone had planted it in that space, it wouldn't makdish it, right? It wouldn't make it asu. Okay, fine. That's so good. Let's do the next Mishnah. Okay, I can end sharing. Got no pictures. Let's continue. If you've got two rows of vines and there's not, if there's eight, there's, uh, there isn't a space of amot between, eight amot between them, then it has a status of a kerem. You can't plant inside that kerem. Okay. If you've got three rows, you've got a proper kerem. If you have a, like a karachata kerem in the middle, we talked about that fact, the fact that there's, a space, there's an empty slot in the middle. Well, then you'd have to have in Bain Shura If you didn't have 18 amot, sorry, 16 amot, you wouldn't be able to leave a space. And that brings us back to the sugi of karachata kerem, which is how we started the parak. Coming full circle. Because if you remember, you need four space on each side. And then you have to have a makom chashuv in the middle, though it's not battled for the kerem, which was eight amot according to Beit Hillel. That's why he needed 16. Then it says, otherwise, you rasham. ben Yaakov says something fascinating. He says, When he says as follows, he says, if you had three rows and that single row, in other words, all spaced out nicely by eight amot, and then that middle row broke, was like, not broke, it was died and you ripped it out. Then he says that has the status of Karachata Kerem. And you need a space of 16 Amot. He says, see, that's even more Mahmir, because that wasn't not a Karachata Kerem. And I just planted two rows. All I'd need was eight Amot in between. However, Chachamim say, no, if you only started with three rows and you, and, you, and you tore out the one in the middle, that doesn't have the status of Karachata Kerem, because we said previously you needed Din of Kerem on either side. And this situation, all you got is one row on either side of that clearing in the middle. So therefore, they would disagree. Okay. Next part of the Mishnah. Well, really next Mishnah, but let's have this. What if someone planted his vineyard spaced out very widely? 16 amot. We say, You can now plant zera in between. Now, what does that mean? Um, is it here? I saw it. Yes, it says, um, We say, we say um, Sorry, I've lost it. Um, what's interesting here, I just mentioned what Kahati says, actually, because he says, if you do that, It says, He understands what's he got a kerem that's spaced out 16 apart. It's no longer considered a kerem, it's considered individual vines. And then, then each of these vines are considered a gefen yechidit, like an individual gefen, you only have to leave is six tfachim. That's what's on Kahati. I'm not sure necessarily if everyone agrees with that, but let's continue. It says, Amr Yehuda, so it says as follows, Amr Yehuda, Maiseb at Salmin, there was a place in Salmin Bechad, an individual, Shanata et Karmo, that planted his kerem, Shesh Esramah, Shesh Esramah, and they'll sp- spread out the rows quite widely. What did he do? He says, it says, it says, he would take the branches 
from say of the of the of some other of the of the vines that won the rose and point them inwards to one therefore by pointing them inwards that means the rows on the outside were completely open with no branches going into them so he would alternate one year he'd put the branches say inwards one way from each of the rows and the next year he would flip them out the other way okay and what would you do on alternating years because he put the branches either outwards or inwards to facing you can see that like flipping the the, the what the configuration is having in the in, the, in his vineyard that gave, gave him a space of 16 amma in the middle, and he would plant in that space and alternate it each year. Okay? So I'll just read it again. Okay? That's what he would do. And he tiru, and they said it was good. Even if someone... Uh, was was planted his his vineyard spaced eight amot apart he would be able to do that in other words um it says rib shim i read rib chaim if it says afanotea kamor gadol gimushrot mutar lavi zera lashambush monamot opliga tanakami is holic on the tanakama completely i read your card he says is lavi zera ben shrot ladatam ain't of them been carrying gadol the karim katan a large karim and a small karim if they're spaced out eight apart then it's already considered split. And it says, So it's basically a machlok. Once you have a, in other words, how, what, what is the spacing that we say there's now considered too far apart? Okay. So according to Rebbe Meir, it's always going to, and Rebbe Huda, it's always Eidamot, no matter how many rows you have. If it's Eidamot apart, you don't have a full Karen. In that situation. And therefore, they understand where you get this concept of shishat fachim, that's only for krachat ha-keren. Whereas chachamim say, for a small keren, the spacing is eight amot, and it sounds like for a big keren, it is 16 amot. Okay? Um, let's continue the Gemara. Amar Zira, shmona, shmona chutz mimakom kartin. In other words, when you, re- when you measure this shmona amot spacing, it's, a, it's, it's, it's from, it's ex- excluding the place where the trunk of the vine is. You don't measure from the scent, like the... the the imaginary center of it, but you measure from the edge of the carrot, meaning others where the gefen atzmo. says, Makom ha gefen atzmo eno lelishur shmona, Reb Chaim says. Kamada teima shmona chutz li makom karatin. Now that is, um, uh, if you like a chumra, that we, that we measure the eight aside from those parts. So two, two, we have to kavate arba amot, the arba, we have to leave the spacing is chutzmi makom akaritin as well, the, from the makom where the gefen is standing. So you, may, you, you, don't, you don't split the thickness of the vine in half and measure from the middle of it. No, you measure from the edge of the vine, the root, the trunk. So amra lazara hechmir l'tocha yotermi, so we say hechmir l'tocha yotermi chutzalo. Which is, I'll read your Chaim inside. He says, That shear that you said between the two rows, in order that not mitztareth, generally, that is much more machmir than the shear you have to leave between the edge of the kerem and the zraim. Okay. Now, if that's the case, it's saying, but in other words, I understand when you say the middle, the spacing in the middle, you exclude the trunks because we're all machmer in the middle. But maybe when you're measuring from the end, since when you're measuring the, the from the space you have to leave from the end with more maybe you can include the trunks as well. 
So Amar is Rebzira Adana Taman Kaimante Toho, or change the Girsi is Sheshetre and Chutzlo is Arbaamot. Meaning Adana Taman, where's Taman? Which means Bochani Babavil, Rabchaim says, Kiamti Svarazudech Miru Toho, I was also, I was Machmir Badis Shir, the Toho Sheshetre Amar Chutzlo Arba, meaning the Hada Toho Amar Beresh Perkin is Karachatakem Shmona Asreama. That is indeed 16 Amot. The Ilu Chutzalo on outside is uh, the Shirabat of the Kerem is Arba. Um, so let, let's try and get to the Ruot. Amr Alaza, Arba Amot, Bad Eser, Asur, Umekadesh, Mishmona, Bad Eser, Mosheshesre, Enu Mekadesh. Now here we have another uh, distinction between what is space is Asur and is it Mekadesh or not. So he says, I'll read Chaim again, let's just do it all inside. He says, Mi arba vad shmone asur makadesh. He says, Im yesh ben shura le shura arba for amot ad shmona. Then we say, Asur lechachil, you cannot plant in that space. V'im avar, and you did plant, v'azar azraim v'chol ha-gfanim, will make it all the gfanim and the zraim, they'll become asur. Upachot mi arba, don't worry about less than arba, I'll skip that for the moment, because less than arba is not even considered a kerem, because you're going to pull them out. However, between 8 and 16, we said in our mission, even 16 space, you can't be in Zer Lasham. If you did plant, it would be Asur. It's only Chachila, you're not allowed to plant in that space. Um, that's Asur Lizroa, but it wouldn't make Kaddish if it's now spaced out 16. So we now understand here that when it's talking about, we've till now, previous year, we've been saying what defines a Keran. It means if there's a lesson that's between four and eight. Suddenly in our Mishnah, we saw this whole shear of suddenly 16 in a Kerem Gadol. Where do you get the shear of 16? And now we're saying that actually it is a Chumrah. And this shear of 16 is actually different to the shear of eight by Kerem Gadol, the way uh, Rebbe Lazar says. He says that if it's the shear of between four and eight, yes, that's as we've been saying till now. That's considered a kerem. You plant in its space. It's not only is it asur, it's mekadesh the kerem. You've got to destroy a number of rows, we've explained, of the vineyard, and because it's asur. However, if um, if it's a kerem that's a kerem gadol space 16, well, yes, we say not that a plant there, but it's not mekadesh. It doesn't make it that if you plant it in that region in between, then it wouldn't, uh, then it wouldn't, uh, it would be asur to plant there. According to what you said in the beginning, however, it wouldn't make it up the Zrain Asa. Okay? So that's a sure. Go to the right.